Blog Talk Radio. Right now, 
Okay, I was gonna let you know this off air, but uh, no, why not? Let's, 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 let's do our best Howard Stern impression and put it all out on air. Let's do it. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Your all-time favorite wrestler. I uh, I may be getting yeah. on the show. And, and, and when would this potentially be? March. Whoa. March. Okay, so right right around the March Madness. See, you got to do it to me during a sports season, Icon. I got March Madness. Yeah. Um, you, you're well, gonna have to, you're gonna have to let me know. I'm trying to schedule him on a day that you can't be on. Oh, and and then and then uh, I would I would be very upset, very sad, um, and and I would probably I would probably cry if that happened. So you know, big big man crying, but it would happen. No, I know I I would. But that would be awesome though. But but now now uh, we have to get that Phoenix too, right? Well, the thing the thing I got yeah the thing I got to work out though is uh, if the individual is on. Okay, uh, it would ha- he'd have to be on the entire show. Okay, which Two is hours. perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine. And uh, you know we wouldn't have our three guests set. And uh, perfectly fine. You know you you wouldn't be able to take over the whole interview. You'd have to let us ask questions too. That's you know what that that that's a that's a fine compromise. Okay. Um, and, so, and you know it's yeah. funny, Granny. He won't. He he won't say the name because he's waiting for me to hit the theme music, um, but it's, it's not it, 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 it's not going to happen because I I'm actually uh, I'm actually on a different computer right now because I'm in the I'm in the actual the main studio, so I don't have mm-hmm. all of the same I don't have all the same sound bites that I have on the uh, on the extra computer, so uh, I won't I won't be hitting it right now, uh, but um, but yeah, so. But Icon, so we got a, a big weekend. Uh, it is a big weekend of sports, big weekend of wrestling. Uh, I got to ask you guys. I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't ask you guys uh, if you were able to catch any of the Super Show and what you thought. Sucked of. ass. Sucked ass. Okay, that 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 that's what I, I heard from many people. I I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I've heard about highlights. Like I've give heard you about what's happened, but. I've read the results. I mean, somebody I oh, saw read the, results. Okay. the results on Facebook or something, you know. But I mean, I haven't watched it yet. But well, nice, don't waste nice. your time. Well, you see, well, yeah, you see, uh, this was exactly what I thought was going to happen. It was a pay per view that uh, I got a notification. I was driving home on, I believe, Saturday night, or it could have even been Friday night actually, uh, because of the way that they're set. I don't know. It was over the weekend. It was like three in the morning, and, and, and I get a notification: Super Show, WWE Super Show, or whatever starts now. And I'm like, Ugh, like I'm not gonna watch this, you know. And and then I figured I'd read the results, but you know, it's probably good that I didn't watch it because I probably would have been uh, a little irritated uh, based on what I have heard um, about it. But you know, I just I like the idea of doing things in other parts of the world, other parts of you know, uh, other markets and things like that. Um, the, the big thing for me was this whole pay-per-view from the get-go just felt forced. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it felt like they they were like, okay, we want to go to Australia. We don't really have a plan. We don't really have a name. So we're just going to put a big card together and call it the Super Show. 
and it just it felt like it was to me it felt forced and it felt uh it didn't feel like it had that build up around it in fact the only match that i really even knew was taking place was the undertaker triple h match the other matches when i read them i was like oh i mean other than aj styles and samoa joe of course i was like i i was like i didn't even know that match was happening you know so i uh I'm okay with I'm okay with having missed it. Um, missing a good portion of Raw here tonight too, but based on also what I'm reading, I'm not missing much there either. Um, so I can I'll, I'll have you tell us uh, a little bit about who's coming on tonight and who we've got booked in the future. But I did want to give a big shout out to a particular company who's going to be coming on with us, and they've been supporters of the show and listeners of the show was Heart Legacy Wrestling, um, and. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, honestly, I'll admit, uh, I, I didn't know too, too much about them coming in, uh, but I've done a lot of research, I've watched a lot of their stuff, and, uh, I mean, they are, they, are, they are the real deal, they are legit, and uh, I'm really excited to have them on, and I think uh, for anybody who listens to our show who doesn't necessarily know who they are, uh, I, I would recommend, you know, getting on Google and, and checking them out, because they're... Uh, they're, they're they're real good, real good stuff, real entertaining watch. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have uh, three members of that, uh, the founding members of Heart Re- uh, Legacy Wrestling, on with us. That's gonna be uh, Stacy Angel, Julie Hart, who we've had on before. Uh, she is a favorite of mine. Uh, you know, she won't marry me, but uh, I tried. And uh, Teddy Hart, uh, and. Uh, it's um, it's going to be awesome to have them on uh, to talk about. Uh, they they got several different promotions that they do, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see and chat with them about uh, the stuff that they got going on. So I, I can't I cannot wait for that interview. So it's going to be fun. It is, and uh, you know it's um, it's. It's something that I'm excited about because I'm, you know, I, I, I enjoy learning things. Um, and I, uh, I enjoy, you know, obviously one of the beauties of the radio business is bringing somebody on and talking to them and getting to know them and, and, and you know, sitting down with that interview. That's, that's part of the reason why I love what we do so much because every day, you know, every morning – I'm on air talking sports, talking baseball, football, basketball, whatever the season may be. Uh, and, you know, yeah, we'll have interviews every once in a while. Or we'll have, you know, athletes call in every once in a while and whatnot. But it's mostly just me and the co-host bantering back and forth and giving our differentiating – I can't talk tonight – giving our differentiating opinions and then having callers, you know, call in and argue about it. The fact of, of the interview process is one of the most beautiful things. And uh, to, get, to get to know this group – and to get to know a little bit more about them and how it started and, you know, their, their travels and, and things that they've seen on the road uh, is, is one of the beautiful things about what we do on this show. Uh, I know some people have expressed some concerns uh, to me and to us saying, hey, you know, you guys don't really have a lot of wrestling content. We want to know your, your opinion on a lot of wrestling things. I try to get to it in the beginning of the show uh, a lot, but uh, I, I think – if, if said person is listening, um, I, I think it's pretty clear right now what we think of wrestling in its current state. 
Uh, I think we've made that abundantly clear. Um, and, you know, I think that the interview process, obviously when there's two guests, we have more time to talk about it. When there's three guests, our time's a little bit more limited. Uh, but I, I think right now um, the way to go is, is, is watching, you know, is watching the underground, you know, because, I mean, I've, as a kid, I always loved – I'll give you this analogy. As a kid, I've always loved arena football. Okay. Now, arena football is, is no more. There's, there's only four teams, I think, in the entire arena league now, uh, or eight teams or whatever it is. But I, I always thought arena football was so exciting. Uh, watching the NFL, yeah, the NFL's exciting, but it always felt a little bit, you know, commercial, a little bit over-processed for me. It was like the big leagues. It was, okay, I'll watch the NFL, but the wins and losses don't matter. It's not quite as exciting. Sometimes if it's a defensive battle, it's whatever. And it's the same thing now. I feel like WWE is commercialized. There's not really much excitement. Uh, it feels like they're going through the motions. There's not as much emotion in it. Uh, and, you know, I'd rather watch the arena football versions, the smaller versions, because those guys are still, guys and girls, are still working to, you know, make a name for themselves. They're still working to get to that big league. They're still working to, you know, uh, to, to, to earn their stripes, per se. And that's why I that's why I like watching it. It just feels more real to me in the lower ranks right now. So that's that's and there's, why we don't there's talk nothing about really, that much. And there's nothing really to give our opinion on because it's the same it's the same BS every week. You know, they insult our intelligence. They they have nothing. They yeah. have no really great storylines right now. And the way I understand it, they're also going to bring back. Uh, they want to try and bring back a rock. Uh, Stone Cold match again, so it's well. Now I, that that would be know. lit. The only thing is, the Rock, the Rock is still in phenomenal shape. You know, I've seen him in movies. He's in phenomenal athletic shape. Stone Cold, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Um, you know, if if that WrestleMania a couple of years ago when him and Shawn Michaels and McFoley made their appearance, if he looked anything like that, it was probably the most geriatric slow motion stunner I've ever seen. If, if that's Stone Cold now, and he's kind of like a Sting or like an Undertaker or somebody like then eh, I don't know. But if Stone Cold can still go, I'd love to see Dwayne Johnson strap the boots back on and go up against him because The Rock is still in phenomenal shape. So that might actually be a decent match. Well, you know, I I guess I'd I'd love to see it, but they they would have they'd have to do it the right way. Now we do have our first guest calling in here shortly. Uh, let everybody sure, know. sure. Yeah, go ahead and tell us who we got on with us. All right, so we are going to have uh, Mike Breden on with us. Uh, okay. He's a uh, independent film director, and uh, we're going to have Sophia Ramirez uh, Costello. She's going to be on with us, and also okay. Big Brian Thompson is going to be on with us. And I know Granny Big Holker Brian. knows who okay. he is. I do so, I do know Brian Thompson. He's a personal friend of mine and Big Swing. He is also known as the Icon, but he spells his name as I K O N. And uh I also mm. want to give a shout out real quick uh uh to Jordan uh Garber. Uh he had me as a guest host last night. Uh we had um we had an interesting guest on with us last night. Um and uh, he happens to do, uh, the individual that we had on happens to do podcasts with uh, uh, Brother Love and also 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff and something to wrestle with with Brian Pritchard. 
and um, uh, Mr. Uh, Thompson um, uh, was uh, was great to, uh, a great guest last night, and uh, I appreciated him being on with us, and uh, that was really really cool to talk to him uh, about his podcast, and uh, uh, I want to send a thank you out to Conrad Thompson. Uh, he is getting married uh, this weekend, and uh, we wish him uh, the best in his honeymoon. And uh, uh, I also, uh, he's also down with the fact, uh, if he has a, um, a little boy in the future, that he would uh, name him Conrad Icon Thompson uh, Jr. Uh, Sit for short, and uh, that would be uh, that would be awesome. He said he's down with it, but he doesn't know. Uh, how his future wife would, uh, you know, would go for it, but uh, that's just the way it is. Um, he he's all down with it, so hopefully it'll happen. Hopefully, hopefully, and um, you know, I, I I'm excited to have whoever's willing to come on the show on with us. Uh, it's always exciting to me. Uh, why why did you two get cut off on here? That's weird. You guys hear me? I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. here. Okay, there we go. Okay, cool. I just that was really weird. It was like the board was acting. I think it delayed for a second. All right, uh, Icon, we do have a first caller on with us. Um, unfortunately, it is not toilet flush guy. Uh, I'm still waiting on a call for him. But <laughs> it is even better. It is even better than toilet flush guy. Six one two area code Icon. I'm gonna let you do your thing. And I am going to briefly step aside because I am going to cough. So I'll hit the cough button and uh, let you do your thing, and I'll jump in, uh, you know, if I have questions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our first combatant of the night. He is the greatest independent film director in the world today. He is Bemidji, Minnesota's favorite son. He is Mike Braden. Bring him on. Hey, Mike. <laughs> can you guys hear me all right? Yes, yes sir. Now, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? Oh, man. My, I'm, I'm welled up with tears here. My, my heart is thumping. I'm, I'm ready to go, ready to get in the ring. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, once we introduce the guests, we let them give us a little uh, bio about themselves, and we start asking them questions. So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you the tough questions. All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm, uh, let's see here. I'm uh, nearing 40. I'm a filmmaker. I've been doing it since I was seven years old. Uh, got a video camera handed to me at a family reunion by my grandmother. And I never put the thing down. I uh, was doing videos through the years growing up, and I would force my little family members to be in it. And when they wouldn't, I would uh, have to put the camera on a tripod and act on the other side of the camera. So I became comfortable on both sides of the camera. And I was a classic AV uh, dork through the years. And in through high school, I was doing people's school projects and things like that. And then uh, when I got cleared through high school i went full-on independent 100 percent filmmaking uh, day in day out i'm a proud father of a six and a half year old little girl 
I'm uh, weighing, let's see, I'm just kidding, 5'11", 177 pounds from Venice Beach, California. But no, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> born, in, born in Staten Island, New York, and uh, lived all over the country. My father worked for the Indian Health Service, and uh, so I'm a proud American, and I'm now living, it, I, well, I live in Bemidji, Minnesota, and also northeast Minneapolis. I travel back and forth because a lot of the work that I do pulls me into the, the city. So I, I'm the type of guy that uh, enjoys city living to an extent, but needs his time in the woods every now and then, mainly to do all the editing that I that I do. So anyways, I'm a, a filmmaker. I, I, I like documentary film work, and I had the, the privilege of uh, doing a documentary on Fargo's very own Mad Frank, uh, much in part thanks to the icon who uh, largely facilitated a lot of that actually in the documentary. And that's kind of where we bonded anyways. So I, that's where I became a, a huge fan of the icon. And uh, yeah, I'm just i I'm just a Midwestern dude. Happy to be on the show. Awesome. Now uh, I was, uh, I was going to mention that uh, um, for your documentary for Mad Frank, and I want to ask you about that. Then we'll talk about your other projects, but as you know, uh, I am known as Mad Frank's number one fan, and I always will be. Um, yes. And uh, I was uh, honored to be um, uh, having seat number one at the premiere of the uh, of the documentary. And uh, of course, uh, Delray Dvorak, Mad Frank was uh, seat number two. And uh, one thing I don't know if you knew when. The film was going on since I was sitting next to him. I was like getting audio commentary uh, from Mad Frank <laughs> during the movie, and uh, you know he's like telling me all this stuff. It's like, okay, I, I hope when he puts it on DVD, he'll have audio commentary too because I've already <laughs> heard it. <laughs> I should have done that. I would love, I, I would love to sit down with you and, and hear at length what what he had to say. He wasn't complaining too much, was he? <laughs> no, no, but he was. Uh, he was saying, "Oh, I, I forgot that we did that," or "Oh, I remember that," or "That was filmed that," or "We did that at." And, wow, you know, it, it, it reminded me a lot of the audience commentary of the movie uh, UHF with uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, yes. In the audience commentary of that film, he talks. He gives the exact address of where they filmed from and everything. Now, Mad Frank did the exact same thing for me. <laughs> I, I need to I need to sit down and have him do that. I mean, that that was a large part of why the project happened. You know, to to get these people that are you know had, were in my opinion the greatest comedy troupe that ever lived back together again and have them uh, you know relive some of the things that that happened back in the day. And also paved the way for fans that are yet to be to come to understand exactly how awesome what they did was. I mean, they they really pioneered. Uh, they pioneered Fargo Television. I mean, they they paved the way for a lot of a lot of things that are happening now today in Fargo, in my opinion, anyways. But uh, yeah, I'm glad Dell. Glad Dell enjoyed himself. That that meant the world to me. And that's that's right. You know, we're sitting uh, right, there, right there next to him. Do you remember that part in the movie where he's he's handing you his cane and he's like, "Hey," and he's like, 
right away, yep. right in the beginning. Do you, you remember that part? That's I do remember that. Parts. That was awesome. And uh, when, <laughs> when I, I watched the uh, the edited version when you uh, when you were bringing Dell in on the um, on the um, in the theater, uh, you see me standing there, all four hundred pounds of me at the time. Uh, I'm now 192 now. I'm proud to say that. Uh, I was like doing the, uh, I don't know what what you call that, the hand pressing when you put your hands up and down like they do for Hulk Hogan when he comes to the yeah. ring. I did that for Dell, and I I watched that back. It's like, geez, I cannot believe I weighed that much. You know, <laughs> are you really? You know, are you serious? You're down to what? You say 190 something? 192. Yeah, from uh, 402. Yeah. That is unreal. Well, I mean. The, was that a the, surgery the, thing, Icon, or was that just a good diet? No, that was uh, that was I, I had gastric bypass surgery done. Uh, you know, okay. I did have two heart attacks, and uh, wow. then you found out that there was something wrong with uh, wrong with me, and uh, they found out I had a rare oh, stomach issue. So they had to take yeah. So they had to uh, yeah. I know they had to take my stomach out, and uh, oh wow, and it is what it is now, and uh, I. Uh, I'm actually fitter at 40 than I was at 30. So, uh, awesome. you know. all right. Well, that's good. I mean, that that is incredible that you went through that icon. I mean, for real, that is that's was that was that how like out of all the things in your life that you've been through, was that one of the most trying things that you've had to go through? It is. Um, the uh, the last time I had anything that trying was uh, when my. Uh, um, when I lost my basketball coach and when I lost my grandmother, those were, those were the top three. Um, and I hope it doesn't happen for a long time, but, uh, my parents would probably be the next, but, uh, that's not going to be for 20 years down the road. So, um, let's hope. Now, uh, well, of course, this is, an, this before is before a, we go any of... further, I did want to say that, that you, you giving Dell praise at the beginning really sets the tone of of the doc, you know, that, that, you know, the first thing that happens when he comes into the theater, the icon is there giving praise. And that's, that's pretty dang awesome. <laughs> right. And I appreciate that you used a wide angle lens so you can get all of me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you get all of me in there. Uh, you just look, now, you just look tough. You look like you're built like a, yeah. Anyways, keep going. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, um, this is kind of an ego thing here real quick. And then, uh, what we're going to do here, we got about uh, we got about uh, twenty minutes here left with you. Uh, we uh, we always have uh, our guests do a liner. We're going to do that now and get that out of the way. That way, we can ask you the hard stuff. Oh boy! All right, should I do it now? Yeah, I'll count you down. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Mike Breeden. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. <laughs> See, you know, and the cool thing is because you said their names second, I can edit them out later. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Really? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was that's awesome, the, uh, by the uh, way. That, that, that was a great well. job. Thank you. Now, I know that uh, Granny Hulkster and uh, Big Swing have a few questions for you, so I'm going to let them ask the easy question. I'm going to I'm going to hit you with the difficult. Go ahead, Big Swing. Go ahead, Big Swing. Uh, well, um, I guess from a you know from a 
film editing and filming standpoint, um, I mean, I mean, obviously with me, uh, I do, you know, I do radio. That's my thing. I mean, sports radio here in New York. Um, and you know, I, I do play by play for local, you know, college athletics and things. And it's always been a passion of mine to be a, you know, radio play by play broadcaster as well as a radio host. Um, but th- there are different reasons as to why I got involved in it and why I decided I wanted to do it. What's, um, what was the, uh, I guess, event that happened to you uh, when you knew, okay, this is what I'm passionate about. I want to, I want to, you know, work in the, in the film business. What, what sort of brought you on to say that, that this is what you, where the path you wanted to take in life? Well, I think, I think it was, you know, like I stated, it was when I was handed a camera and the fact that I, I could not separate myself from that old VHS Magnavox camera. I mean, I just became obsessed with it. And then that, that gave way. Okay. That was the moment. Okay. That, that, that was it for me uh, it, because then I was, you know, then I was through the years looking up Steven Spielberg. I became very infatuated with him and Richard Donner and, and learning about those people. And as I you tried to find where I wanted to be, um, you know, within the, the whole field of it, I still haven't decided what I like better being on, you know, behind the camera in front of it. I still, when I hear and listen to guys that know sound engineering, I feel like I want to go and get educated on that. You know, I don't know lighting, but you know, by the time I hit the dirt, I want to be able to be pretty well versed in all the aspects because I mean, to me, film, you know, when it, it is the culmination of all of these amazing artistries put together in one house and it can't be done by just one person, you know, and I think that's what's most exciting to me is that it doesn't matter how good I am at this or that, that without working together with somebody that knows the the sound and and has their own art to the craft, it's never the same thing. So I, I, what I like is, you know, working as a group to get a product that you couldn't get unless you had that exact group working together. So anyway, so what are some I, of the I've, things you, you like to film the most though? Like, I mean, short, you know, short films, documentaries, I mean, movies are just random everyday experiences. I, like what's I'm, your favorite thing right now? I am just all over the documentary filmmaking stuff. I'm, I'm okay. finishing up a script for a, a sci-fi feature um, I've got another feature that I'm pushing out that people have been, you know, waiting for for many a year, which is like commonplace in this field. But anyways, I like doing feature films, but a documentary film for me is, is where it's at, you know, being embedded with a group of people. And, and I like going in dumb and not knowing a darn thing about it. You know, that was, wasn't the case with Mad Frank, but getting to learn about these people and these diamond in the rough stories i think i think it's one of the best things that 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 happened i mean did you did you guys watch i was going to ask did you guys watch that andre the giant documentary we did i did what what'd you think of that uh well i'll tell you i i thought it was really cool and it was actually you know it was actually really sad because uh i was uh i was always a big fan of andre the giant and uh watching Vince McMahon kind of choke up about, uh, you know, losing Andre was, was very powerful, you know? Yeah. That was something that that was eye opening. Well, I saw parts of it. I saw parts of it. It was to me, 
working with the the station that we have here, which is a ESPN affiliated uh, station. Um, I've been doing a lot of the 30 for 30s. I've been I've been stuck in those. And um, the, I mean, the one that moved me, uh, honestly. I and again, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but the Junior Seau one. And that that was just recently aired. And it, it and it's the same thing, really, with you know a a superb, a superb talent. Uh, that was su- such a great person in the community who was lost too soon. And, you know, I think a documentary, and that's the beauty of, of the filming part of it, is, you know, you can you can make a documentary really, really boring, or you can make it, like, really awesome and, and really emotional and moving. And uh, it's all behind the scenes with, with the camera and the editing and, uh, and, and, you know, how it's how it's shot and filmed and, you know, narrated and things, and, and if a documentary is done the right way, it can it can really be riveting, and that's that's why I like a lot of them. Yeah, and I I think with with me and the the Mad Frank film, and and I, you know Icon, I was going to talk to you about this at a, a later date, but uh, you know what I what I see that the, the original documentary was was a, it was a fan film for people that were fans and hoping you know I had the hope of making new fans and and that worked a little bit but i think the way that it was it fell short was that it didn't have a, a living story to it there wasn't a process to it that was happening right now i mean i love the film as it is wouldn't change a thing but i would like to actually revisit the project with a new spin that i have on it where in actuality there's a living story going on and we are with these people who have a, a, a project that they are working on while it is flashing back to the old times. So I think, I think the work that we had done on this last picture, I actually, in truth, am planning to rework into uh, something that has a living story to it. And I think that that's important. But, of course, you get things like with Andre the Giant, you know, people that have passed away, you don't have that opportunity anymore. So the clock you know, the clock is, is ticking with, with a lot of things where people are, have gotten old and legendary. I mean, with me, have they done a Roddy Piper documentary? Have they done that yet? Yeah. The WWE. Well, uh, it wasn't really, well, I guess you could call it a documentary. Uh, they did a, they did a DVD about him. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, his, uh, they wrote a book or Roddy Piper wrote a book. And of course he passed away before it could be finished. And uh, his uh, son had to finish it. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to do anything on Roddy, Roddy Piper, I can hook you up with uh, Colton Toombs, uh, which is, of course, Roddy's uh, son, who's uh, wrestling. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that'd be a cool project, which, you know, uh, you know, you mentioned that you'd like to uh, do more stuff with the Mad Frank thing. And uh, you have another project going on now, of course. Granny Holster and Big Swing. I know that you know I'm going to ask this, so I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. Uh, oh, boy. I would um, love to be involved in any project that you got coming up. Not as an ego thing, but because I love helping you. I love helping you promote. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to take the next step in what I'm doing uh, to, you know, to get myself more notoriety. Well, I, I let me let me hit that head on here, and I still I still want to go back to the hard line of question here, but I, this is a thought that I have actually had multiple times over the past year 
Um, and I was just talking to my brother-in-law about this before I jumped uh, on the, the horn with you guys. But Icon, you know, we should do a documentary that is uh, an in-depth look at the Icon. You know, put, push it to the point where it's looking at America's need for Icon. You know, you'd have to be open to the fact of – open to an in-depth look so they would see – you know, the AKA and the different sides and, and, and all of that. But just me explaining you to my brother-in-law, you know, he was just in listening to me, he was fascinated, you know? So I think that if you're ever open to it, you and I should talk, of course it would be, it would take some serious work, but you know, what about an icon doc- documentary? I mean, if you really well, want to go know, after I, it, uh... you know, <laughs> that's, well, that you, can, know, have, you that can, can get a lot of people in Fargo on multiple levels. Well, yeah. Well, you can get a lot of people in Fargo to buy into that. Like, like if you need interviews yeah, or guys, something, I mean, he's all over the, uh, the the NDSU Bison football games. I mean, he's on television all the yeah. time uh, with his icon shirt. I mean, the whole the whole town. I went up there for a March Madness event from New York, and I went all up there, and everybody knows him. Oh, let me introduce you. Oh, I know Icon. Oh, you know Icon. Oh, great. Hey. Oh, yeah. You're here with Icon. Like everybody knows him in Fargo. So. I definitely think you'd have a lot of uh, people you could talk to and interview in that regard as well. Yeah, yeah. I and, you know, that. the thing is, I um, I have a, a, I actually have a video that I had produced. Uh, uh, let's see, what back in nineteen ninety nine two thousand called uh, uh, back when my had my original nickname Big Daddy Cool. Of course, I'm the icon now, uh, but uh, it's called uh, Big Daddy Cool. I got it honest. And uh, the theme wow. song, of course, was Aaron Tippins, I Got It Honest. And, uh, you know, you can use all that footage. And, uh, you know, I know there are several people, like my my former bosses, uh, uh, like, for instance, a good friend of mine, uh, James uh, Babbitt, who owns uh, 103.9 The Truck. Uh, you know, there, there are several people. And uh, I'd I'd be all for that, and I'd be willing to raise money and do all that stuff, um, you know. And, uh, you know, this is an ego question, of course. The icon made you a cool collector's card. Now, was that awesome or what? Oh, it's seriously awesome. And to know know you and to know, you know, where it's coming from makes it all the better. But, I mean, I, you know, for for all the people that never got, a, you know, a tops baseball card or anything like that. It, I mean, that's as close as I'm ever going to get. So I appreciate it. Don't you know when, man? I, I think anytime you do that, you should you should feel darn good for what you're you're giving somebody two pictures on a card looking so good. Ay ay ay. I just need a number. I I need to find out what my number would be. You know, like my like what I, my jersey number would be. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, well, it would have to be. Um... Either I mean, number one, number <laughs> yeah. seven, number seven, or uh, eleven, or fourteen. Bad, not bad. I would take any one of those. Maybe seventy-one. I think oh, about there you this. go. You know, but if you if you want to, I would be happy to enter into some, uh, you know, real real serious talks about that project. I've, I've been, I, I would uh, uh, I would love to do it. Now let me ask you this: uh, Now, Granny Hawkster and uh, Big Swing. Now, would you guys be willing to uh, come down and get out, uh, interviewed for that? Yeah, I, would. I mean, I mean, I'd have to. 
yeah, I'd have to find the, you know, find the time and schedule in advance and everything and get coverage and whatnot. But yeah, I just have to know a date. And so, so there's no snow on the ground. Yes. Well, I don't care about right. snow. I mean, we we, we get. Well, well, I mean, Granny, I, I know down in Arkansas. It's I, tough, hey, you know, with the no, snow no, thing, no, wait but, a minute, Granny. Hey, Granny lived in western Kansas, as far west as you could get before you got to Colorado and Nebraska. Granny has seen her share of snow. Now, granted, it's not been as much maybe as what North Dakota gets, but I've seen a lot of snow in my years, so, you know. Well, it, it, it's a different kind of snow. Like like when I went up there for the March Madness event, yes, there was snow on the ground in New York when I left, but the the, the cold in Minnesota, mm-hmm. like when I landed in Minneapolis, when, when I landed in Minneapolis and, and drove up to Fargo, um, the cold in Minnesota and in, and in New, uh, North Dakota – was not like any cold I felt here in New York. I mean, it's, 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 you know, we get our fair share. We had, you know, several snowstorms where we had several feet of snow. Uh, it's just that biting, bone chilling, just cold, absolute, yes. like, biting like, cold like, it's just, it, 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 it's, it's horror movie cold. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is just ridiculous up there. And, you know, it was March and, and our snow was starting to trail out a little bit. I mean, our, our snow season was coming to an abrupt halt here in New York. In Fargo, it, it was all, it felt like it was just beginning. I mean, they they had a foot and a half, two feet the, the night I was there. So it was it was much <laughs> much different out in that area. So uh, I don't mind if there's snow on the ground. I mean, again, I, I get it every year here in New York. I just uh, I would like to if it, if it is going to be during a snow month. Uh, I just have to plan a little better. Um, you know, I, I only had a hoodie with me. I didn't even have a heavy jacket or anything. So I'd have to plan a little better and wear something warmer. All right. We have uh, Mike Braden as our guest. We have a, we got about four yeah. minutes here with you. Uh, for our fans to uh, check you out, you got a Facebook, you got a Twitter, you got a YouTube. Uh, what do you got out there? Instagram. Well, I've got Mantic TV on YouTube. You know, I've, I've I've held the held back from being too heavy online, but uh, yeah, look me up on Facebook under Mike Breeden, and uh, yeah, get at me any way you want to. I've got to know about Granny Hulkster. You, Granny, you, <laughs> the, the Granny. What would has, you? What would you? What would you like to know? What would you like to know? <laughs> okay, everything. Uh, everything. Everything. What? What? Well, you I've know, maybe. Got, hey, you know, Icon. Maybe maybe this gentleman needs to do a documentary about Granny Hulkster as popular as I am here in Arkansas, you know, by going to the different wrestling well, shows actually, that I go to. Actually, would be really cool. You know, is he could do a documentary about that uh, wrestling uh, for uh, a cause. Wrestling for wrestling a cause. For a cause. Yeah. Yes, I have a friend, uh, Mike, over in Oklahoma. He actually lives in Tulsa, and. He does independent wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer, and we're getting ready to have our seventh year anniversary show. Um, Wrestling for a Cause started basically back in 2011 for a little boy named Ryder that they did their first show for, and this is their third anniversary show that they've actually done, but WFC has been around pretty much since 2011, and my gimmick name, my real name is Lori Burt, but my gimmick name, I had a co-worker that gave me this nickname of Granny Hulkster because I love wrestling. And I have have a very good friend that made me my original Granny shirt, which I still have. And I've had this name probably for about 15, 16 years. And it's like, 
What um, my T-shirt says: What you're going to do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you? Because I hollered all the bad guys. Now, I mean, I've had I've had dinner with people like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer. I've oh. met the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, yeah, ho, oh, yeah. I've met the Rock and Roll Express, AJ Styles. I've met. A, I mean, I'm friends with Trevor Murdoch. I'm friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton. I know a lot. I've met Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I've met a lot of wrestlers over the years, you know, through. And um, when there was a company called Traditional Championship Wrestling that ran in Arkansas for several years, and they still show the old reruns down in Little Rock area. And I'm on a lot of those TV episodes there because they always, when we were able to go to the shows, they always had me in the center on the very front row. I mean, I was always there in the front row, and I love to give the bad guys grief. And Tommy Dreamer actually used my fold-up cane on Matt Riviera at Last Stand, the, the match that we had, the last show that they did. He actually grabbed my cane out of my hand, and he used the cane, my cane on Matt Riviera during the during the match. Awesome, just awesome. Yeah, and she she calls it she calls it the hur- she calls it the hurricane. <laughs> I don't call it the hurricane icon. No, I don't. But no, I I I could tell you. I could tell you. I know. I've had a lot of wrestlers, like the bad guy wrestlers. They tease me. They they say, "Well, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home?" And one night I just oh, grabbed my wow. keys out of my. One night I just grabbed my keys out of my purse and I said, "Baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building." <laughs> You never know. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. I'm sorry. Well, somebody really say that. We got our we got our we got our next guest coming on here uh, in about thirty seconds. So uh, before before you give me the boot, have me on another time, sometime in the future. You guys, I I, I love you guys. This was we would love to to have you on. And I will. When's a good time I can call you? We can just uh, kind of start uh, brainstorming about this. Call me tomorrow, believe it or not. I'll answer. Okay, I, I get off at uh, 8.30. I'll call you after I get off work. Awesome. All right, later, guys. Thanks, Thanks Iron if you don't answer, he'll just, If you don't answer, he'll right. just leave you eight voicemails. They, they so. Right. So, Granny, I, I got to know. I got to know something. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan... Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, is from Glens Falls, New York, up here in upstate New York, uh, not too far mm-hmm. away from where I'm from. When you order, when you order, when he when you went to dinner with him, whatever, when he when he tries to get the waitress's attention, does he do that? Does he just go ho oh, and she comes over? No, no, no. I, we yeah. we were. He was at a legend show in Harrison, Arkansas, for Mid States Wrestling, and we went to this little uh-huh. pizza place and. No, he's very, very humble man. I've actually got to meet his wife and da- and one of his daughters uh, in Kansas City when we were at a wrestling show there at the T-Bones Baseball Park. Um, I got hey to guys, meet his wife and daughter. Her, and, yes. Okay. I got to call her just to get her on. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Okay. But yes, I got to meet his. I got to meet his wife and daughter, and I told his wife that I it was a pleasure for me to get to meet her and she says, Oh no, Granny, the pleasure's all mine because she says every time Jim comes home from a wrestling show where you've been at, all he talks about is Granny. She says, I feel like I've known you for as long as you've known Jim <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
but well, that's good. That's, that's I mean, positive. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I, I have a lot of interesting stories that I could that I could share. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of interesting stories. A lot of fun. A lot of fun times. I've I've had a, I've had a lot of fun with um, my wrestling family over the years. Okay, so, guys, yeah. I have our guest on, and I'm gonna okay. introduce her, and we'll continue. All right. There we go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, we have our second combatant of the night. She gives new meaning to the word stretch and contortion. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Sophia Ramirez Castillo. Hello, hello. How are you? Now was that was We're that not good. the greatest introduction you? you've ever had? That was the greatest introduction I have heard in the two years I've been wrestling. So, uh, um, what we like to do, uh, as explained a little previous, uh, we introduce okay. our guests and then we have them give us a little background. Then we ask them the tough questions. So, you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll talk to you. We'll ask you the tough questions. Of course, I'd love to give you some questions. Um, I'm 19 years old. I was born and raised in San Jose, Costa Rica. Started watching wrestling, and then once I realized that that was something that I, it was what I wanted to do. My mom moved to Orlando so that I can pursue my career when I was 16, and I have been on it ever since. I go to school here. I major in American Sign Language Interpretation, and I'm just, you know, having fun. Now, you you said you were how old? I'm 19. You're 19, and you started wrestling uh, when? At 17. At 17. Now, when you started wrestling, uh, now, uh, did, you tell, did you tell your parents, hey, Mom and Dad, I, I'm going to be a wrestler, and I'm going to get to the WWE, and I'm going to beat up everybody I meet, and... If a guy asked me out, I can kick his butt and all this stuff. Or did they say, well, hon, um, can't you, like, be a doctor or a lawyer or something? How, how did that come about when you told them that that's what you wanted to do? That's exactly what happened. When I was when I was in a small gym, I, I have to say that. Yeah, no. Um, how about you first I 
And I don't know if it's uh, your cell phone or what, but you're kind of muffled. But we'll 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 fight through this. Now, when you uh, when you wrestle, uh, would you consider yourself a babyface, a heel, an in betweeny, or do you let your the crowd that night de- determine what you're going to be? Um, I do what's best for the show, but generally I'm a babyface because we're not actually and I think that's what comes more natural to me. But I can do either or, fifty pounds and one. And uh, now, Big Swing and Granny, what do you got for our guests? We have uh, Sophie Ramirez Castillo here with us. Uh, what do you guys got? Go for? ahead, Big Swing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Big Swing. Well, I mean, nineteen in itself is is young to be doing it, uh, but at seventeen, obviously, you know, a lot of uh, wrestlers don't really break into the sport uh, until significantly older than that. How, how did you decide that? Uh, wrestling was what you wanted to do. Like, what what uh, was the event that said you know that drove you towards? Hey, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Um, like I said, when I was a kid back in Costa Rica, we would only do a one hour of and one hour of lessons, and so they could only get the highlights. In. So there was no women's wrestling whatsoever, and I always thought, as far as I knew. That didn't make sense to me in my head. And I've always been very, um, and I think it's for like self love and being a role model and being a fan and being really pretty at it. And I thought that's more different than being a female wrestler and kind of going your way and doing what you think is right. And I think that serving as a role model to little kids has always been that thing that drives me into becoming a pro wrestler. Now, uh, I'm watching, uh, I was watching some footage uh, of you um, in the ring, and uh, you do this, um, uh, you, uh, you, you, would you consider yourself a high flyer? Oh, I try to be. <laughs> I'm trying to learn a lot of lucha, literally um, just style of wrestling, which is more high flyer, and I'm really, really interested in that, but I want to try and cover every area of it. And uh, for people that don't know, uh, uh, our guest, uh, when she's in the ring, uh, she has this uh, she has this high kick that she does. She kicks the her opponent right on the side of the face. Now, do you have a name for that? Is that your finisher, or what is your finisher? That is a Now, uh, the uh, the match I'm referring to, uh, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about what I'm uh, what I was watching. Uh, you were wearing uh, uh, a red outfit and looking uh, super hot. I do say so myself. I can say that because you're 19, and uh, you were fighting you were fighting this gal wearing some white trunks. Could you tell us about that match? Some white trunks. Yeah, she was wearing white. Or if that wasn't you. Um, do you know the name? Um, 
Uh, let's see. Um, was it Brittany Baker? Yeah, yeah, that was for the live um, show. Yeah, because uh, you know, I was uh, someone uh, had sent me some footage because they heard that you're going to be on tonight, and they said. Uh, uh, did you know that uh, your uh, guest uh, can kick your butt? I said, look, every guest that we have on could kick my butt. Now, I will say this, guys, uh, Big Swing and Granny, she's one of the few female guests that we've had on that does not have a restraining order against me. <laughs> oh, yes. My oh, my. Yes, the key word is yes. Uh because uh, I think you said, uh, how did you put it? If I called you again, you would uh, you would knock me out with your with your leg kick or something. So I stopped calling, uh, and I appreciate you giving me a warning on that. Thank you so much. Now, what what is your next event that you got coming up? Uh, tell us when your next event is, or do you not have it scheduled yet? Um, I do. I do have a couple scheduled. I know that I'm going to be in Daytona on the 27th, and I know that there is, I believe it's an I Believe in Wrestling show on the 26th, but don't put me on it. I don't have my calendar with me, so I'm a little bit lost. Well, I can give you the day trading. Okay, now are you uh, are you going to be wearing your red outfit or your purple outfit? Or do you have a different color that you're going to wear that night? Hey, I'm excited to tell you. I bought a sewing machine. I have been trying to learn how to make my own gear. So I am making a teal and orange gear, and I'm hoping that I can use it on my next match. But that will really depend on my sewing skills, which at the moment are not too great. All right. Uh, Sophia Castillo is our guest. Uh, and uh, she's, uh, for those of you just tuning in, she's a 19-year-old wrestler. And uh, I would say that uh, you probably don't want to mess with her uh, ever. Uh, not in the ring, not in public, whatever. I wouldn't even ask for her phone number, even though I already have it. Uh you know, um, when I'm looking, you know, when I was when I uh, was doing some research, uh, as you want to guess, you know, uh, I was kind of curious. Did you used to be a gymnast? Uh, because I see you doing a lot of stretching and uh, legs high up in the air and doing like a back stretch. Did you used to do gymnastics before you became a wrestler? I was a gymnast for about a year, but. What you see in the ring is me. I've been a dancer for the past decade, and that's what you see when you see me doing high kicks or anything that involves stretching. Now, um, did you ever uh, think about uh, uh, having a manager uh, at ringside with you? Because I would love to uh, offer my services to you uh, as your manager, and if you have me as your manager, you will never lose. Well, you know, I'm always open to new ideas. You know, uh, you can ask uh, Big Swing and Granny Hulkster, uh Don't you guys think I'd make a great manager? Yeah, I think you would. I mean, give it a shot. I and, take uh, their word. 
And uh, as you can see, Big Swing, uh, he knows it to be he's true. Speechless. That's why he's speechless. He's, speech- right now. he's, spe- he's speechless, Icon. Well, well, no, I just I think he'd be a good manager. I just um, you'd have to uh, you'd have to not get involved in the matches, Icon, because your finishing move, uh, even though it doesn't apply to to uh, females, uh, but your finishing move is a disqualification. So you would have to try as hard as you could to just walk her down to the ring and, and be a vocal support because I don't think she would want to lose via disqualification because you wanted to get involved. That's all. Right. Well, the the name of my finishing maneuver is called the junk punch him in the man business, which doesn't really work okay, on women. I can see how that doesn't apply to women. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, uh, I got to ask you uh, about a couple uh, things I, I saw, uh, like I say, as I was doing research. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of pictures I saw of you where you're holding a red championship belt. Now, was that a title that you won, or was that a title that you're going for? No, that's a title that I won a few months ago in a company in Daytona called Still Wrestling. I was the first woman's champion, and I still have the title, and I'm planning on keeping it for a very, very long time. Now, uh, how long will you have to uh, wait before you can go for the title now? Or are you next in line or, like, second down the list? Or how uh, how how close are you from getting the title? Oh, I have it. I won it a few months ago. Oh, okay. All right. And you still have it, correct? Okay, and when did you win that? I won that at the Russell in Daytona about, I'd say, four or five months ago. Okay, now for, uh, and I'm going to give everybody an update on the count for us. Now, uh, I originally booked you uh, as a as a guest for our show back in March before you were the champion. Now, I'm going to add you to our list of success we are now with you we are now 221 and 0 when it comes to uh guests that have been on the show and went for the championship or have been booked on the show and won the championship or we're going for the championship in the next couple weeks or months uh or days uh we are 221 and 0 and uh you just made us 221 now deal is on your next match, when you defend that title, you cannot lose it because we want to keep our streak alive. I promise you I will keep it. Now, uh, when you uh, defend your title next, do you know who uh, you're going to be facing, or uh, have they not told you yet? Well, I usually know a couple weeks in advance. As of right now, I don't know who I will be wrestling. I believe it will be Violet Payne, but I'm not sure at the moment. Okay, uh, we have uh, Sophia Castillo as our guest. We have about uh, about 12 minutes here left with you. Uh, before I ask the uh, tough questions, uh, I gave you a, uh, a, I sent you a script uh, for you to do a promo for when we replay the show. Uh, I'm going to have you do that now. I'm going to count down from five. If you have to do a, a couple takes, we'll do that, and then we'll see how it goes. Hey, this is Sophia Castillo, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. 
Now, that was perfect, wasn't it, guys? Very good. Yes, it was. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, I don't know if you'll answer this question or not, but uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to ask you the, the, the real tough question. Uh, okay. In, uh, in uh, your your uh, Facebook uh, page, and we'll talk about this, there's a, there's a couple pictures of you uh, where you're wearing a like a red, white, and blue uh, American flag bikini. Were were you being a bikini model at that time, or was that some promo pictures, or uh, how did that come about? That was in the month of July. I well, I'm not American to begin with, but I did live in the United and I wanted to do some promo shots. So I figured that it was going to be a good idea to use a bikini that I actually, I had that bikini a couple of years ago. I bought it in 4th of July, so it was like on sale. And it's a really, really cute one. And I thought, why not celebrate the month of the country that I live in now? And uh, for those of you who uh, uh, don't, uh, uh, will check her out and I'll have you got, I'll have her tell us about uh, what uh, uh, all her stuff and how you can check this out. But uh, to me, in that picture, uh, you know she she's uh, she's got uh, she's got the, the 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 coolest eyes. She's got these piercing eyes, and to me, she looks just like Irene Cara. Uh, to put it uh, to, to put it out there, she looks just like Irene Cara uh, in these pictures, and she's. And she's very beautiful, and uh, I know I'm not in her league. Uh, you know, it's like Major League, Little League. But uh, anyway, I can still dream about it. But anyway, uh, now, as a wrestler, everybody knows that the big dance is the WWE. Now, the thing is, as an independent wrestler, you basically control your own destiny. You do what you want to do. When you get to the WWE, you know, because we know that you have the drive. We know that you're going to eventually get there. But, you know, they say you can do this. You have to do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Now, is the WWE something you want to do uh, and where they basically control all aspects of your life, or do you want to stay in the independent circuit where you have say in what you do? Oh, I definitely want to get to WWE. That was my main goal when becoming a wrestler. I personally think that if you are a wrestler in the independent circuit, you should always aim for WWE. That's just my personal take on it. And I know that it takes a lot of work and a lot of experience, but that's why I'm so young. That's why I'm trying to get ahead of the game. And that's where I want to be soon. I ask, because every independent wrestler that we've had on the show has. Everybody answers that question differently. No one has really ever asked it the same. Here's my question I want to uh, ask to you. When you get to the WWE and you sign that million-dollar contract and we see you on Monday Night Raw, uh, you know, uh, kicking the hell out of the Riot Squad or teaming with Ronda Rousey, that you'll still consider us your friend and you'll still be willing to come and talk to us when you get to the big time. Of course, if there is one thing that I always make it my main focus is to kind of remain who you are and the same person that you were prior to WWE. I 
don't want him to get a big head. I don't want a big ego. I want to stay down to earth. I want to stay being funny and silly like I am and never lose that core that makes me who I am because that changes and that's really the point. Now, in saying that, um, what is uh, what is your goal, uh, your time frame for wanting to uh, get into the WWE? How much time do you want to give yourself uh, to set that goal? I want I want to get experience before I even think about WWE, just because I want to be ready. And that's always a tricky thing to say because you're never really fully ready. But I don't want to be given an opportunity and not think about it. Ever. So I would probably say about five years I'd like to kind of step towards that direction because I've been in the ring for only two. So I think seven years of experience is a little bit more of a solid base for me to be able to go into the WWE and get to where I want to get. Okay. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, now we gotta we gotta get to the ego questions part uh, of the interview. Uh, now, the icon made you a uh, uh, collector's card. Uh, what was your opinion on that, and what did you think of that? It's an honor. Every time that someone acknowledges your work or what you do, because in the end, wrestlers perform to entertain people. And the fact that you think that I'm worthy of being your collection is an honor because it means that someone is noticing what you're doing. And I think that's always something that you have to think and you have to appreciate and you have to keep in mind that you need to remember why you started and kind of keep heading towards that direction. Now, and then a uh, final question here, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, if I were to uh, send you an address, uh, do you think you might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways for our big December show? Of course. All right. What I'll do is I'll send the address. If you could, uh, of course, uh, autograph one to the icon, of course, because he's got an ego, and then uh, four others for giveaways, we'd appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure. All right. And then uh, before we let you go uh, – Tell us what you got out there. Do you got a Facebook? Do you have a Twitter? you got an Instagram? you got a YouTube? Uh, uh, do you have your own hotel? What do you got out there? I wish. Um, my Facebook account, it's Sophia Ramirez Castillo. You can add me on there. For my Instagram, it's the same thing. Sophia Ramirez Castillo. Under, no, that's a lie. Is it a lie? And I also have a YouTube channel where you can see all of my matches the ones that I've recorded and finally which covers of songs. And that would be Sophia Castillo. All right. And uh, uh, real quick here before we let you go, uh, you know, real quick, we'll go back to the WDE question real, real quick. Now, uh, when you get there, would you want to use uh, your name, Sophia Castillo, or would you uh, uh, be, uh, you know, if they say we want you to call you this, is that something you want to do, or do you want to stick with your own uh, your own name that you built on? I would love to be able to stick with my name, but there was another Sophia in the video a few years ago, so I don't know how they would handle it, but even 
Awesome. And then uh, last thing, uh, we would like to have you on again because we do have uh, more questions for you. So uh, after your next couple matches, I'll stay in contact with you. Uh, you guys, she did give me your phone number, and I promise uh, only to call you to be, have you become a guest. Uh, uh, um, would you be willing to come back on with us again if we didn't scare you away too much? It would be my pleasure to come back. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, do you guys have anything before our guest uh, goes and uh, does her training for the night? Nope, I don't. You covered all the questions I was thinking of. So. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, Sophia. You have yourself a good Thanks, night. Thanks, Sophia. I appreciate it. And I'll be in contact with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Awesome. Thank you, you very much. Sophia Castillo Ramirez, or Ramirez Castillo, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, She is, uh, wow, uh, 19 years old, and she's an up-and-coming wrestler. And uh, you guys got to check her out on Facebook. Uh, It's just uh, amazing how well uh, she... uh, uh, she has uh, developed into her career. So uh, it's awesome. Oh, so our, our final guest, uh, uh, Mr. Thompson, will be um, uh, will be calling us here shortly. Uh, so, guys, what uh, what do you think of the idea of a? a you know, this is an ego question, of course. What do you guys think of the uh, idea for an icon documentary? Would uh, you know? Would you guys be willing to come down for the premiere? I think it'd be awesome. And big sure, screen is still speechless. No, I, I think it would be cool. Honestly, I um, I think it would be a a. Uh... A cool thing. I think. I think. I think we could do a documentary on the show on the three of us uh, about becoming the number one wrestling podcast. Well, you know, see, here's the deal. Uh, and I'm gonna. Uh, uh, well, we're waiting for our guest to go ahead. Here's my idea. The documentary start. You know, starts with us being on the show, and then we uh, talk about and flashback to different parts of my life. Uh, and uh, different uh, interview different people about me, like it's a podcast movie. That'd be all right too. That would be awesome. I think that would be cool. I think it would be as well. So Icon, I see <clears throat> that the uh, the Bison won again this weekend. Yep, five and zero. Oh. Uh, and uh, we beat you and I. Snuck past, well, they only snuck past South Dakota State. They only beat them by four. Well, you know, here's the here's the interesting thing about uh, South Dakota State. Yes, we only beat them by uh, that margin, but here's here's what's interesting. South Dakota State, uh, and this is my opinion. So, uh, if we get any fans from Indiana listening, uh, it's true. Okay. Uh, a former Bison, Grant Olson, is on their coaching staff, and they've been probably the worst team in the Missouri Valley the last couple of years, uh, the Indiana State Sycamores. Okay. Now, they took South Dakota State to overtime, and South Dakota State beat them 54-51. to 51. 
So South Dakota State is not that good, really, or Indiana State is getting better, one of the two. I, I'm going to take the latter and say that with Grant Olson on their coaching staff. I think he's making them a lot better. Um, and we uh, do have our other Grant on. Olson. But let, me, let me just ask you, just how bad are they? Like, I mean, scale of 1 to 10, I don't really follow that level of college football. I mean, are they like the running joke in the Missouri Valley every year? Indiana State's usually at the bottom, yes. Yeah. I, I sometimes even Patient refer to them as the Suckamores. Oh, jeez. Well, I'm not surprised. I got a negative Nancy over here. Uh, we do have our third guest on, and uh, I'm going to patch the individual through, and you can do your thing. Final 42 minutes starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, our third combatant of the night. We saved the greatest for the latest. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, without a doubt, probably the biggest man in wrestling today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man on the mic. He is Brian Thompson. Hey, BT, how are you? I tell you what, that's a very, very good introduction. I need to take you on the road with me. (laughs) I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) <laughs> How's it Hi, going, Brian. guys? Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait just a minute! What do you mean? Oh no! What do you mean? Oh wait no, Brian Thompson! I didn't realize this mean? was part what of the deal. What do you mean? Oh no, honey! What do you mean? Oh no! Unbelievable! I didn't realize this was you know part what? of the deal. You know what, Brian? I was. All right, you know guys, what? Do, I was, do a neutral no. corner. No, 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 no! Let me finish what I was gonna say, Icon. I was going to be nice to this man tonight just because Granny has not seen him for a couple of years, you know. But the last time I got to see this gentleman was at Lebanon, Missouri, at the Speedway thing that they did. And they had a wrestling show where I, we got my husband and I got to meet Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's the last time I got to see this man. Now, Brian Thompson and Granny has some history behind us here lots of fun times lots of fun times but i was going to be nice to you brian thompson tonight just for once just because you know just because i can be but you know yeah you know i mean first of all let's tell the story how it is granny hulkster has been banned from lebanon missouri no i have not been banned from lebanon missouri no i have not no, I have not been banned from there. You've no, been I have banned. not been banned well, I, from there. Well, yes, you have. I've talked to some people, and I know people in high places. You've been banned. Let's just put it no, to you I've that way. No, I've not been banned. No, I've not been banned. You should be nice <laughs> to me, Brian Thompson. No, seriously. It's good to have you on, my friend. It really is. Brian, I appreciate and, and Brian, you. Uh, and, Brian, it's nice to, it's nice to have – one of my co-hosts finally get the shaft compared to me because I'm always the guy that's getting the whipping. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Brian. So, well, uh, Brian, could, Brian could share some funny stories with you, Icon, sometime. He could share a lot of funny stories back, you know, back when TCW right. was running. We we have a, we had a lot of good times back when TCW was running, didn't well, we, Brian? As a, as, a, as a good friend once said to me, okay, let's focus. Let's focus on what we're doing, and let's let's talk about this. Now, Brian, uh, 
after I introduce the guests, we let them give a little background about themselves, and we ask them the tough questions. So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll fire away with these questions. Yeah, from a wrestling perspective, I've been a fan uh, since I was five or six years old. Uh, you know, watched wrestling in the 80s during the national expansion years and, and have followed it ever since. Uh, as far as getting into the wrestling business, I broke in when I was 19 years old for a company in the St. Louis, Missouri area at the time, uh, Independent Gateway Championship Wrestling. Uh, that one thing led to another. About nine, ten months later, I ended up working for Memphis Championship Wrestling in the, you know, obviously Memphis area. Uh, but that was a WWF at the time, developmental territory. So I got to work with a lot of great talent at that point that were on their way up to the main roster at some point. Names like that you would recognize, like the Daniel Bryans and the Umagas, Charlie Haas. Uh, uh, Spanky was down there at the time. The Mean Street Posse used a really loaded roster of talent at that particular point in time. And then from there, I uh, had my hands in different wrestling organizations, run my own company, Ringside Championship Wrestling. We run a, two or three times a year. It's just to kind of keep me engaged and involved in the wrestling business. So um Travel with beautiful Bobby Eaton. That's probably the the thing that I will be remembered for mostly. My wrestling career is I traveled with Bobby and was his booking agent and manager, uh, legitimately, not just out there in front of the audience, but uh, legitimately behind the scenes for a number of years. So, uh, yeah, a lot of lot of put a lot of miles on some cars during that tenure. So, that's a that's a quick and, and overview about myself. All right, and uh, how about Kevin Owens? God, I hate that guy. You hate Kevin Owens? I do. <laughs> Are you asking my opinion of Kevin Owens? That, that, that's all we oh, hear about every hey, week. I mean, geez. did you have you ever worked with him? I have not worked with Kevin Owens. No, I have not. I have. I saw Kevin Owens. When he was in Ring of Honor several years ago, and that's my only uh, interaction with him. I did, but I did not. I have not worked like actually worked on a card with him. Because my interaction with him, I would walk up to him, I'd, I'd punch him right in the face. Man, does the guy owe you money Man. or something? Come on. <laughs> no, he's he, he he's he the world's biggest like jerk. <laughs> he's the world's biggest jerk, and I'll tell you what. Uh, and not to get off topic because this is your time, but I'm just going to say, if I ever saw him in person, I'd walk up to him and say, hey, this is my right hand. This is my fist. It's going right to your face. That's what I would do. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, now, in your tenure in the business, uh, what would you say, uh, you, know, you know, you mentioned you got to travel up and down the road with Bobby Eaton. What would you say was the biggest highlight of your career to this point? Oh man, that's uh, yeah, that's a, that's hard to narrow it down, and it it depends on how, what perspective you want to look at it from. I mean, for me personally, when I was running shows in the southeast Missouri area with a couple of partners at one point, my grandparents got to come and attend the show. And that was probably, you know, seeing them there, and, and they actually came and bought a ticket just to, you know, see me do my thing as an announcer, ring announcer on that car and promoter. You know, that was a pretty big deal. That That's more the personal end, but as far as, you know, actually 
professionally would probably be uh, the, a night in 2004 when I managed Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry against the Fantastics, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton. Uh, I was in West Virginia, about 2,500 people, packed place, uh, Dusty Rhodes' Warrior Animal, Kamala. It was just, it was, uh, and they were still able to go, you know, at that point in time. Of course, some of them are no longer with us, but the ones that even, you know, uh, at that point in time, they still had some uh, gas in the tank, so to speak. So being on that card and kind of like transforming back into a, a Crockett-era event was, was pretty phenomenal, so. Uh, I would I would put that up there with it as being uh, you know on right at the top of the top of the list of uh, things I got to do. No, Granny Grief was also up there. Yeah, I was I was curious because you know you mentioned uh, you know you and uh, Granny Hulkster have a history. Now uh, did she try did she try and hit you with her hurricane or something? No, no granny Hulkster does. Now, see, right, right there, she wouldn't keep that mouth shut. That's exactly what is my history with Granny Hulkster is. Every time she and I are in the same state, same zip code, you name it, she's running that mouth and not realizing who the man is, and that she needs to keep her mouth shut and allow me to do what I do better than anybody else, and that's take care of business at ringside or on the microphone or wherever the case may be. That that's my history and that's my past and that's my problem with Granny. Yeah, you know you love me, Brian Thompson. You just don't want to admit it. You know you love Granny. (laughs) We've had some fun times together. Uh, Is Granny Hulkster someone that you want to see at ringside again, or uh, do you uh, want to uh, uh, keep that uh, uh, a distance? That distance, well. In all seriousness, you know, you need you need the Granny Hulksters of the world out there, and she was a, a great uh, ambassador from a fan perspective for TCW when we were running that several years back with Matt Riviera and crew, uh, you know, always coming out there and making sure, you know, sometimes you need that, that fan at ringside that's got that extra added passion, you know, above and beyond everybody else, and she certainly fit that mold. So, no, I'd love to see her ringside because – it's not fun when you can't talk trash to her, you know. It's one thing here on, on this uh, this broadcast here right now, but it's even better when it's in person, when I could see it, see her and tell her what I'm saying to her face. I'm not hiding behind some kind of keyboard. Oh, by the way, Brian them. Thompson, just just so you know, I've had the pleasure of getting to see Greg Anthony again at WFC and Wrestling for a Cause. He's going to be at our seventh year anniversary show for Wrestling for a Cause in Claremore, Oklahoma. You need to come to Wrestling for a Cause sometime and check them out. I will. When they scrape up with the big dollars, you know that I'll be in town. Well, you know, you you know what you you know what would be the perfect thing. Okay. He is facing Colt Kilbane sat this Saturday on the 13th, and you know Colt Kilbane has Coach Doggins in his corner. I think it would be totally awesome if the icon was in Greg Anthony's corner. And do you know something? This is the second. This is I. The first time he wrestled at WFC, I did not call him Golden Girl. I called him the Golden Boy. Now, can you believe that, Brian Thompson? I was actually on Greg Anthony's side. This this is this is newfound 
this is a newfound thing for you, Granny. I can't believe you've actually, yes, you is. know, yes, grown, yes, yes, grown it is because I, last I don't, I, I, I do not like Colt Kilbane. I do not like Colt Kilbane, and so yeah, you, I, I tell you, it would be awesome if you showed up Saturday in Claremore, Oklahoma, and come out with Greg Yancey. That would be totally never awesome. Never say never. We'll see what kind of. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what kind of schedule I'm working well, you, up on? You, yeah, you, you, you know, and you know Tim Rockwell. He's the founder of WFC. I know you know Tim Rockwell. Well, I've managed so. him. You know, I've, I've mm-hmm. managed you him have. to success in years past. So, yeah, absolutely. You have. So. Uh, Brian Thompson is our guest. Uh, now, Brian, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious here, uh, and this is what I heard, and you'll have to confirm or deny this. Uh, because Granny had mentioned, and or someone had mentioned to me, that uh, the next time that uh, she's had a show that you were at, she was going to be baking cookies for everybody in the locker room but you. Uh, <laughs> can you elaborate on that? I kind of well, telling to... stories. I did not say yeah, that. See, see, I could totally see her saying that, which which is unbelievable, you know. Uh some of the things she now, puts in those really cookies, do, I don't want to have one of them. I really do love Brian Thompson. He is a lot of fun. He is a good friend, and he's a lot of fun to hang around. And we've had some awesome fun times together. Well, then I, uh, you know, when I when I mentioned that uh, he was going to be on, you, why were you saying? Oh, don't have him on. That's Brian Thompson. Oh, I did uh, not say that. I did not say that. I con- I said I was glad that he was going to be on. Because because she's scared that I might come on here and tell the truth and expose her is what, what she's scared about. Expose the truth. The truth what? shall set you free. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see. I could... I could think of some funny stories um, when we were in Nashville and Granny won those tickets to Fozzie to the Fozzie tickets, and I knew I yeah. wasn't going to be able to make it back down. And some gentleman came up to me that I didn't even know and bought two of my tickets. And and Brian Thompson like Granny, what are you going to do with those other two tickets? I said I don't know. I said you want them, and he says yeah, I'll take them. And then, of course, he's laughing his devious laugh that he has. Oh, Granny just made a deal with the devil. <laughs> you remember that? That's right. I made good money so, selling those. <laughs> I bet you did. So, I bet uh, you did. So, hey, I made money so selling great. my two tickets, too. So, you know. But So, yeah. so next, next week on Attitude Air Live, Granny Hulkster exposed. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, Granny Hulkster. I have – Granny has no secrets <laughs> to hide. I mean – Wait a minute. Granny has no secrets to hide. Wait a minute. I could tell you. I I, I could tell you another funny story. You know when you when he was talking about talking smack to Granny at you know TCW, the last TCW uh show they did, Last Stand, Tommy Dreamer. It was an eight man elimination tag team match. It was Tommy Dreamer, Scott Phoenix, King Shane Williams, and Americos against the Empire, and it got down to Tommy Dreamer and Matt Riviera. And Tommy Dreamer came over and grabbed my cane out of my hand. And Matt Rose is like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Hulkster's cane. And Brian says, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans. Bring your own weapons match. That's right. And I did not I did not hand. Tommy Dreamer took the cane out of my hand. I yeah, mean, sure he did. That's just the way you it stick was. With that story. No, you I stick did with that not. Story. He took it out of my hand. But, 
just that just mm-hmm. that's just a little tidbit of, of yeah. our part of our history icon, you know. I mean, so exactly. Well, we have uh, we have about uh, we have about uh, twenty some minutes here with you, and uh, we we definitely want to fill this time because it uh, it'll be great. Because uh, I'm already starting to learn stuff about Granny Hulkster, I had no idea. And now I know why she uh, why she wanted me uh, to delay booking you uh, till. Uh, I did not want to delay booking him. Yeah. Oh, uh, she said, "Can can you can you wait till like uh, a year from next Christmas?" I said, "No, no. Yeah. I did not say that. I did not say that." Icon, you quit your lying. You're going to get in trouble for lying. Yeah. No, sir. Uh, in all in all kidding aside, Brian Thompson is a very good friend and we've had a lot of fun over the years, you know, when TCW was running, he, I, I am proud to call Brian Thompson, my friend. And by the way, Brian, how is Bobby doing? Is, I guess he's doing very well. I mean, yeah, I just talked to Bobby not too long ago. You know, I actually have him coming in for a show in, uh, at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, December 15th. So he'll be on the event doing a special appearance and, and, Seems to be doing well. For I haven't actually seen him myself in almost a year, believe it or not. But he's doing well. From you know, he sounds good on the phone, and everybody's reporting back to me that when they see him, he looks great. So happy for him. He's he's kind of you know turned a corner on some of his health issues that he was having during that TCW time. So I'm I'm very happy mm-hmm. uh, for him. So yeah. Now, uh, did you say Fort Leonard Wood? Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Yes, sir. Now, uh, for people that don't know, and I'm going to have my dad listen to listen to this, and uh, I got to say because this is what he used to tell me, because uh, he had his basic training there. Yeah. Uh, okay. When he was uh, when he was, yeah when he was drafted in the army in '63 or six '62 or '60 '62 or '63, uh, he'll he'll definitely be yelling at me. As we're listening to this on replay for not knowing the year, but he, <laughs> he he likes to consider it. He likes to call it Fort Lost in the Woods in the State of Misery. Yeah, it gets that reputation, but it's uh, it's come a long way, I guarantee you, since his time there. So, so it, it's so uh, he probably wouldn't rec- so he probably wouldn't recognize it now. Then I would say yeah, it's hard to. Not not having been around back then to say what it looked like then versus now, but I would venture to say he he probably wouldn't. It's uh the area the the area around the fort has really come a long way since his time there. So it's kind of a different world in a good way. And uh, and uh, like I said, I don't want to go too far into this because this is your this is your time, this is your interview. But uh, I want to say that uh, my father. Uh, he proudly served his country during the Vietnam era and also during the Persian Gulf era. And uh, my father is my hero, and I love my dad. Uh, and uh, he's uh, my closest and first hero ever. And uh, he gave me the values that I uh, solely cherish today. And, uh, Dad, if you're listening to this show, he probably is or he's going to. Uh, I love you, Dad, and uh, you're the greatest dad in the world. And, uh, of course, my dog is crying because I'm about to cry. But anyway, 
Uh, I love my dad, and uh, we'll get back to the interview. So uh, what um, what is uh, your next big project that you're going to be uh, doing? Um, For me, it will be this this live event. I've I like I said, I've kind of scaled back my schedule at this point, and primarily focused on running my own promotion, Ringside Championship Wrestling, which has been you know in existence off and on since 2010. And right now, um, this will be the third live event we've held during the calendar year 2018. So, uh, pretty big undertaking. It's it's scheduled to be on base. There could be a change to that, and, and the venue may move. But for right now, we're we're moving forward, planning on on the Fort Leonard Wood uh, to have live wrestling. So, uh, we have a television broadcast. It's on a local cable system. It airs every Sunday morning at 10 a.m with a replay Wednesday nights at 9.30. Uh, it's kind of a unique concept. We do a 30-minute television show. It's a, it's kind of like an infomercial format. So you'll get a new episode the first Sunday of the month. It, that episode will then replay the following Sundays of the remaining Sundays of the month, and then a new episode premieres the next, you know, first Sunday. So uh, kind of, you know, trying that approach, again, that, that doesn't require – having to run as many events uh, so I can run three or four live events a year and get enough television footage to fill the 30 minute time under that format so again it keeps it keeps you out there it keeps you engaged uh, I do the commentary over it in post-production so you know just uh, keeping that active and, and running uh, to the to the maximum that I want to do it is probably my, you know, my biggest project. I, I still want to write a book uh, related to Bobby's career and, and what all he was able to do and, and trying to find the right way to do that because anybody that knows beautiful Bobby knows he's one of the quietest people you'll ever meet. So I don't know that anybody could really buy into the fact that he would produce a 250 or 300-page book. So it had to be creative with the way that's structured, maybe more of a biography as opposed to an autobiography, but still – uh, it's one of those stories I think that needs to be told. So it's just a matter of well, uh, um, going down and telling it. So well, how about, how about this for the name, the Fulton Monty? <laughs> AKA, you know, like the Full Monty. You guys get that? Okay. Yeah, anyway, I got you. So, yeah, I got you. I got you. Now, uh, at this show at Fort Leonard Wood, now are you going to be performing for the troops out there, or is anybody going to be able to come and check this out? And yeah, well, it's wide open. Yeah, so a couple of ways to find out about it. Uh, stay stay in touch with RCW on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash RCW ringside is where we keep uh, posts, you know, people up to speed on what we're doing. Uh, as far as the event itself, yeah, it's going to be for the general public, everybody. I mean, if, as long as you don't have a criminal background, you get busted at the gate, you can get to the show. Now, so Granny may be banned from this event. No, I'm not going to be banned from this event because I have no criminal background. Thank you very much. And I would like to come to this event just because I would like to see Bobby again. Yeah, it's the first time Bobby's been back in here for a while. If you get on base, don't be shoplifting at the PX, okay? I don't shoplift. I don't shoplift, okay? I don't shoplift. I would yeah. no, I would I would love I would love to come I would love to come see this show, but I think Fort Leonard would I don't know how far I'm gonna have to Google and see how far that is from my 
neck of the woods because that's I'm about an half hour sure. up the road from Lebanon from you, so a little bit of a haul. Well, now you said a half an hour from Lebanon. Yeah, give or take half hour, forty five minutes time. Because I mean, because so. because when we came to Lebanon, it was only a little over, a little over probably two and a half hours, maybe oh. maybe a little less than so three. You I don't know. Extra 30. Add an extra thirty, forty-five minutes to it, and that's your total time. So. Okay. Well, we that that might have to be that might have to be a road trip, weather permitting. You know that that might yeah, be have a road go. trip for Granny and oh, and and David and Anthony said they wanted me to make sure that they told that I told you that they said both ha- hello to you, Brian Thompson. No, there, there's two troublemakers. You talk about a couple peas in a pot, right there. Those two. You tell them. That if they, if they ever if they come back to an event I'm at and I'm managing, I've got a I've got a open hand slap just waiting to slap the taste right out of their mouths. Oh, you know you what? My my, son, my 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 son will be heartbroken because you know he's been on this kick lately at WFC with Tim Rockwell and you know the villains. He's given me a new name, Brian Thompson. What is this? My son. My son wants me to be known as Granny Villain or Mama Villain. He thinks I need to turn heel. He thinks that Granny and and Tim Rockwell, like at the Ryder Cup show in June, when Anthony was getting his picture taken with him, Tim Rockwell says, okay, everybody, one, two, three, hashtag Granny Villain. Let's make it stick. Granny's Mm -hmm. not turning heel. No, not going to happen. Me not turning heel. What do you mean yet? It's not going to happen. Unbelievable. So, so uh, you know, real quick here, we got about uh, well, we got about uh, thirteen minutes here with you before we have to wrap up. Uh, now, I sent you a little script uh, for you to do a little promo for us. Uh, I'm going to count you down from five, so we can do that now. And then I'll have you do it in your best ring voice, and then uh, we're going to ask you the tough questions. Let's go for it. Ready? Ready? Five? Yeah. Four? Hey, everybody. This is the icon, Brian Thompson. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, the big swing, and even Granny Hulkster. See, now that's cool because that was awesome. Since you said their name last, I can edit it out later. Yeah, there you go. All right. I'll have it say, you're listening. To, this is the icon. You're listening to the icon. And uh, people are like, what? <laughs> huh? What? Yeah. There's a lot of icons out there, Daddy. But there's only one I-K-O-N, and you're listening to them. Yeah, yeah that's what I told him, Brian. That's what I told him in Big Swing. I said that... He is the icon, but he goes by I K O N. So you know. That's right. And I go by I period C period O period N period. Well, there you go. Where we stand out from the crowd. And uh, if our uh, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out, uh, you got a Facebook, you got a Twitter, you got an Instagram, YouTube. What do you got out there? So a couple of different ways, uh, as far as the RCW, the previously mentioned Facebook page, again, facebook.com slash RCW ringside, also on Twitter at the handle RCW ringside, the consistently brand. And then, of course, you can look me up, Brian Thompson, on Facebook as well. So any 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 which way that you want to do that, uh, you can 
keep in touch with me and what I'm up to. You never know where I'm at. You never know, Granny. I might just show up there. I might show up at another event down the road. You never well, say you, never you, with you, me. Yeah, well, like I said, you just – because, you know, being that Coach Doggins is in – Kilbane's corner, you really need to be there for Greg Anthony. I tell you, that would be an awesome sight to see, well, especially I, since it's our seventh year it. anniversary yeah. show. So, whether I'm ever there or not, I, I have full faith and confidence in Greg Anthony and his ability and oh, what yes. he can do inside there. Well, he so. he's already beat Cole Kilbane once. He's already beat him one time, wow. and he was supposed to be there well, at our last show, but he got he got hurt at his show down in Tennessee, so he wasn't able to be in attendance. But you know, I'm yeah. but I'm pulling for Greg again, so I'm pulling for Greg again. Yeah, so. I'm excited. I know he's gonna do what needs to be done to, to get the one, two, three, or submission, however he wants to win, and he can win in a million different ways. Yep. He sure can. Now, uh, do you think uh, you might uh, that you could possibly hook us up with Bobby Eaton? I'll do a outreach. I'll give old Bob a call and see what's going on. If you can catch him, he's tough to catch these days. Uh, but he might be up for an interview down the road. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because uh, right now, uh, you know, we have a, uh, you know, we're, we're we're booked out until April now, but I do have some openings in February. Yeah, that's that's plenty of time to, to uh touch base with him. So yeah, I'll uh I'll reach out to him and see what he's got going on. Right, and then you can let him know how cool the icon is and uh how Big Swing never says anything and uh, you don't have to tell him about Granny Hulkster. Uh and then yeah, Bobby, knows, Bobby knows who I, I am, icon. Let's leave Let's leave that part out of there. We we want him to actually agree to do the interview. <laughs> now, Bobby likes me, Brian Thompson. He's my friend, so you quit picking on Bobby. He likes Granny. Yeah. He's my friend, see, so, see, you know. See, here, 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 here's the thing, Brian. I, I love Granny, too, and, you know, she's been, a, she's been part of our show for – uh, let's see. When did you first join us? Because you called April, in. April, I think it. I, I called in to listen to Chelsea Stackhouse on the show, and that was like in April. Right, and then she's been with us ever since. And you know, there, there's only one thing that, about Granny Hawkster that disappoints me, Brian. That's the fact What's that, that, that she said she was going to bake me some chocolate chip cookies, and she has yeah. not sent any chocolate chip cookies. Hey, I have I, Granny. Ha, Granny has a busy schedule, Icon. You know, I, oh, I do a lot, and you know, I've had some health issues I've had to deal with. You know, and you know, Granny's leads a busy life sure. too. You know. But, well, well, here, here's what I got from Granny. I got the recipe and a picture of cookies. What am I supposed to do? Eat the picture? I mean, yeah. No, you, and now he didn't send you a picture of cookies, you know. Granny, so what? Let's, hey, Granny, what? Just, just do what needs to be done. That's get in the kitchen and get to cooking. We need, we need this done. We need our cookies. Okay, okay, okay. You know, um, have you talked to Trevor Murdoch lately? How's he doing, Mister Brian? Trevor's doing well. From last I've heard from him, it's been a few months now, but he's he's been wrestling for the. World Class Revolution promotion, or, or however they're calling mm-hmm. that, this uh, Jarvis Jerry Bostick's Jerry Bostick's organization. Yeah, he's been working for them some. He's in a movie or two, or some sort of 
uh, screenplay movie with uh, I just drew a blank on the guy. He used to be um, Bishop Stevens or forgot his name in W. He worked for WWE for a while too. So they're uh, yeah, he's he's doing well. So Steve now, Sharp, uh, Brian. Uh, a couple things here, because uh, we got to get to the ego questions before uh, we run out of time. Now, uh, the icon made you a cool collector's card. I ha- got to get your opinion on that. Tremendous, tremendous. Awesome. I was very impressed with uh, with that. It's actually still my cover photo on my Facebook page. So, very impressive. Right, and uh, see here. Here's where you you won up, Granny. Granny used to have hers on. Then she took it yeah. off. She hurt yeah. my feet. Well, now, now I I still have an icon, but you know I kind of help promote WFC too. You know because Granny's really involved in that. And you know Brian Thompson, this was my idea to get you on the show. That's right. Well, you know class when when you when you hear it. I do know class. I do know class. And I and I told Icon. I said, I know somebody that would be a very good, shortly after I started helping him in Big Swing, I said, I know somebody that we need to get on our show. And I told him all about you. So, you know. Yeah, what she said was, you know, know, don't mention me or else he won't be on and uh, you know, oh, he'll, yeah. he'll he'll definitely he'll definitely charge you a fee for being on, and that's what she told no, me. No, I did and, not uh, say that. I did not say that, no. Brian Thompson. No, I did I'm not say that. I, you guys, I charge Granny. So, Granny, I need fifty dollars and some cookies in the mail right here, right now. <laughs> do you got you fifty dollars and some do. cookies. <laughs> you got, yeah, some got some bacon to do, to do huh? Well, you know, yeah. I don't have your address, Brian Thompson, so, you know. And I know you were down here in my neck of the woods not too long I, for a little vacation, I believe, you know. And you were very far from where, Grant, you were in Eureka Springs. And how did you enjoy the Great Passion Play, by the way? Fantastic. I encourage everybody to see it once in a lifetime, maybe twice. I used to okay, go all the time when I the, when I lived there. Tell us again the date for the Fort Leonard Wood show, and would we be able to see that on the internet? I don't I don't know if you said that or not. Sure, yeah, Saturday, December fifteenth. You can uh, stay up to date with the whole uh, event and all the matches that will be signed. Five or six big matches will be on that card. A lot of great talent from around the Midwest area of the country. Bobby Eaton making a guest appearance. Uh, you can find out more about the event at Facebook dot com slash rcw ringside or our twitter account the handle is uh, at rcw ringside we'll also uh, our television broadcast that i mentioned in addition to being on local cable is also available for subscribers of the high spots wrestling network and we're talking to the powerbomb tv organization about adding it to their offerings as well so uh, then it's additionally posted on facebook and youtube in smaller segments so there's no excuse not to see the product and so uh, these matches will be videoed for that particular broadcast uh, to be aired later on during 2019 so again december 15th at the nutter field house fort leonard missouri the details on our facebook and twitter accounts and tell us what rcw stands for ringside championship wrestling okay all right awesome now, uh, 
how many uh, shows do you guys try and put on a year? This year I did three live events. So it's um, and it's during the peak years. I did about ten events in 2010. Took a break from that. Came back in 2016. Did one show, two shows in 17. Now three shows in 18. So just progressively adding more and more per year. Now have they have have you uh, started uh, uh, planning 2019 yet, or is it too uh, too far away yet? Uh, not officially. Don't have any dates locked in. We do have a, a deal with Lebanon I-44 Speedway in Lebanon, Missouri to do an annual event. So we kind of plan that every year. Uh, this 2019 will be our third annual Speedway Slam uh, where we provide three wrestling matches to go along with the the racing. Uh, it's kind of think of minor league kind of NASCAR race on asphalt. So kind of blending what I feel like are America's two most fan-friendly sports in one one night of action. So we pretty much plan on that. And then other events are kind of – we're kind of an on-demand promotion, meaning if someone reaches out and wants to do a fundraiser, we're, we're willing to listen and see if that's something that would fit and uh, go from there. So that's kind of how the, uh, our an event we did earlier in the year came up in Richland, Missouri, and then, of course, uh, Fort Leonard Wood, we're going to try to find a partner and do some sort of good uh, worthwhile cause with that event as well. So, All right, and then uh, what we'd like to do, a uh, couple quick things here, and then we got to wrap it up. Uh, if I send you an address, would you be willing to send us some uh, autographs for giveaways? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, when you get uh, your first show in 2019, I want you to stay uh, get in contact with me on Messenger, and we'll have you on again to promote that again. Sounds great. Awesome. All right. Uh, do you guys have any other questions before we uh, let Brian go? I just want to say it was a pleasure getting to talk to him tonight. It really, because like I said, I haven't got to see Brian for a couple of years and, um, you know, he, he, he's a, he's a lot of fun. He has a lot of fun to, to hang around with and, and, you know, interact with. And he, I'm just, like I said, I'm proud to call, I'm proud to call him my friend. So and I and, consider this, and I consider, and I consider him family. So you know, so. And Brian, I'll tell you, you what, the icon loves you too. And uh, I'll tell you what, there if you I can, if you make that uh, uh, Fort Leonard Wood thing a mainstay, uh, you know, maybe I could, uh, you know, get my dad to go out there. I know it's twelve hours from here, but uh, you know, if uh, we can get on your like guest list and get some tickets or something, that'd be cool. There you go, man. Just let me know. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up with Brian here. We want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us, and I'll be in contact Thanks, with you. We'll definitely have you on again. Sounds good. You guys have a great night. Thanks, Brian. Brian Thompson, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the man on the mic. He is Brian Thompson, the big man on campus. You know, I'll tell that you. That was some uh, great dialogue back and forth with him and Granny. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, let me well, you, yeah. Let like I said, that's just that. That's just that is just a little mild interaction. We when we were in Nashville, guys, for TCW when they opened for the Tennessee State Fair um, there at the fairgrounds, 
and we were there at that show. It was September 2013. And um, one of the wrestlers, um, his name is John Saxon, and he was always known as the knucklehead. Well, I made a poster. It's, you know, knucklehead section. And Brian Thompson, you know, during the commentary, he says, I'm surprised Granny even knows how to spell the word, word knucklehead. Oh. <laughs> Brian, and yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian really does love me, and he really is a good friend. I mean, we've had a lot of fun over the years when TCW was running, just, you know, talking smack back and forth to each other because I always was teasing Brian because when Matt Rhodes was commentating with, with Brian Thompson – I made a poster for Matt Rhodes said my, you know, number one commentator, because I always love to listen to Matt Rhodes commentate. And I always tease Brian that he was not number one, the number one commentator. He was like number two or number, you know, number two or whatever. I always gave him a lot of, I always gave Brian Thompson a lot of grief, but I was going to be nice to him tonight on the show, but no, he had to start talking smack to granny. So, you know, but that's okay. You know, that's what Brian Thompson is known for. So, you know, when we were All right, Sharon guys, Harrison. Uh, real quick here. Okay. I want to tell you who we got coming up next week. Uh, we got uh, Sereni Valik. Uh, she's going to be on with us. And I'll tell you what, man, that's going to be a wild interview. Uh, it, I, I, I can't wait for this one. And we're going to have Donnie Dahl, uh, fully loaded wrestling. Uh, as you know, we've had him on before. They got a big event coming up October 21st. Uh, and uh, Mariah Prussia is going to be appearing at that show, and uh, she is going to be in the corner of a wrestler I really do not like um, because she will not be a guest on the show. So uh, we had a guest on last week, uh, as you know, uh, Ox, uh, Onyx, and uh, I have now put out a, I'm putting out a, a bounty on this wrestler to get Onyx down here to take out this wrestler because she will not be on the show. And also, we are going to have Mr. Help Money in the Bank, James Ellsworth. The man is going to be on this show, and I cannot wait for that interview. And apparently, he's got some things he wants to say to me, so I <laughs> I can't wait for that one. It's going to be a fun show next week, for sure. So, uh, for yeah, sure, it'll be a fun show next week. Uh, big shout-out. Well, we got a big shout-out to Heart Legacy Wrestling. Again, we wanted to shout them out as a sponsor. And uh, just one more time, in case you didn't hear it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Next week. Dead man walking. You got it.